You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this afternoon. Let's turn to our very next topic of today. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be chatting with local artist Prudence Mack about her upcoming solo exhibition, which is called Growing Up in a Heartbeat, a story of a 20-year art pursuit, which is all about Prudence's very own artistic journey. Welcome to the program, Prudence. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. It's so nice to speak to you. So um, before we talk about your art, I'd like you to sort of talk a little bit more about your childhood in Hong Kong, because you're a Hong Kong girl. So your your influences would very much come from your childhood in Hong Kong. That's right. I grew up in a Stanley village. Back then, we still having slum, kind of like a slum dot millionaire kind of set up with all this illegal wooden house. And then my grandpa uh, built it and we all crammed in that little space and kind of have a really DIY childhood. (laughs) What I mean by DIY is we we cannot to shop or buy anything new. And then um, because my grandpa, grandma is like a cleaner for rich people around the Stanley area, they always like, taking those uh, upcycling material from their work and bring home and then we kind of reuse the old object and I will paint it over or my dad would scramble some old wood and build me a desk. So it's kind of like a really um, handmade childhood, I would say. And I learned a lot from that experience, especially my mom is a really good tailor where she will come home from the factory bring the scrap of material such as buttons and fabric in pieces, and then she would teach me how to make patchwork. Even in Chinese New Year, all my new dresses are handmade by my mom, made with different patches of fabrics. Wow, Prudence, that sounds so cool. And it sounds like your whole family is very creative. And it's great. Yeah, that... very hip stuff. <laughs> exactly. Already upcycling. Uh, I mean, that's so trendy. Um, <laughs> did they encourage your creativity? Or did they say, oh, don't don't play with that? Or did they sort of encourage you to upcycle materials? They kind of have two sides um, of teaching me. Like, my, my mom's side is like encouraging me to keep reusing, recycling, so she don't need to bother to buy new toys, right? But on the other hand, my dad is really serious, traditional papa style that study hard, don't do art, uh, you destroy your career, and uh, art has no future. You will end up like Vincent van Gogh, make no one dollar, sell no one painting in your life. And so, you, in the end, ultimately, of course, your 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 passion lies w- w- with with art. Uh, what do you, what do their parents think about it? What do your parents think about it? I think I always grow up with really good friendship with my mom because she always caring and she just even she now she's still sewing with me in the weekend. But my dad is kind of like I take a long time to patch up our relationship. And from the beginning, he he against me studying fine art in university. And then later when I do a startup business in Chocolate Rain, he kind of like, no way, you're going to lose everything. And then I would say to him, I got nothing to lose. I thought like with nothing anyway. So we kind of really bad, bad uh, relationship. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes time will often heal a relationship. I'm sure when he sees your beautiful art pieces, um, he, he's very proud of you. And you mentioned just now you're still sewing with your mom. That's so cool. Honestly, it's such a yes. great skill to have. Um, I, I wish I was able to, to sew very well, I think. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, my grandma used to, you know, um, it's called zamzi, you know, like just like uh, yeah. uh, using the needles and, and making the plastic flowers as well and the watch straps uh that that's very hong kong um biodai, right, you know right. back, back in the day um and um, but prudence okay sounds like your childhood really had a big influence um on your uh, on your art why did you decide to do your solo exhibition to pay tribute to this um i am so happy that because um i have uh, many chance to come back to my high school or different high school to give a sharing in my life and then I find out all these uh, high school students who love art also have the same experience like mine. The parents kind of against them to taking their dream further. So I always want to make an exhibition to, to share, to tell them it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to growing up with like pop culture, um, cartoon, manga, and still have your fine art dream. So I collect um, all these memory and then take the kind of like a year half to paint the journey of my inspiration put into this exhibition. I hope to inspire more young people to pursue their dream. Yeah. T tell us some of the pieces that the audience will see when they come to your exhibition. Yeah. Um, my audience come with all ages from five, I think, to 85. That's strange. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, the, and those young kids... Uh, with uh, like 5 to 15, they kind of drawn to the pop culture iconic painting that I do with Sailor Moon or Candy Candy. And they kind of like, ah, I recognize this character. I watched that show too. Wow, it can be a painting. And the older audience would say, wow, um, this kind of uh, detail in patchwork, you, I, I merge with the painting style. They really love it, have this nostalgic feeling of the old Hong Kong. So kind of sweet to see how they read different symbols on the painting itself. Yeah, I must say, Prudence, I think your artwork is really iconic. Uh, people will um, obviously re recognize it. Uh, you've seen uh, some of your work in shopping malls, in, in, in displays uh, before. You like to use really colorful sort of patchworks and, and a re really uh, eye-catching um, colors. Why is that? Uh, actually, in the design, commercial design-wise, uh, eye-catching is always grab the attention first. Yes. Then they will uh, read your art in detail later. And But in painting, somehow part of it I use more in the blue tone, kind of like a little bit like the Picasso blue period mm -hmm. to express some kind of moody, a little bit sad or... Um, thinking moment of my life so in this show you kind of see also more uh, perspective of my painting not just the colorful one how would you describe the sort of evolution of your art journey um actually i i keep doing this commercial art practice i have been uh forget i love using the brush i love using the paint that that kind of 
hand gesture painting directly on a canvas. I've been missing that for quite a few years mm. um, because computer art today you can just use computer digitally, right? So when I pick up my brush again a few years ago, I really missed that. It, it's kind of feeling going back to the high school art, <laughs> art classes and yeah, really fun. Back back to the basics, but it's not so basic because it, it's so complex as well to be using brushes and, and, and watercolors as well. Right, right. Yeah. What sorts of influences uh, impacted your art? You, you mentioned earlier um, the early sort of sewing with your mom as well. What other influences have you had upon your art? Um, a few things. In high school, we come across our, our teacher she really spent her spare time with all of our art students. Like after class, normally 4.30, and she would go home, you know, pack her bag. But no, she stayed to teach us oil painting, acrylic painting, even Chinese traditional ink painting. Because in our school, we, it's situated in Guntong. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of poor area. We cannot afford to even buy our own brushes. She would sponsor us. And spend her time to paint with her until seven, and so all this technique is from all these extra hours she she give it to us. So I'm really grateful for this art teacher, and then also my time in uh, Canada and England when I studied fine art, then I had to do part time Chinese kitchen, you know, to support a little bit my living. But that hardship give me a more uh, complicated experience. So um, I I honor my art experience there as well. Yeah, um, Prudence, what's it like being a, an artist here in Hong Kong? I think you're one of the few um, very successful and, and innovative artists here in Hong Kong. What's it like? Great question. Yeah, what's and it like? Really? I, I don't want to complain too much. Being an artist in Hong Kong is so tough. In the end, my dad is right. <laughs> yeah, can easily end up like Van Gogh. <laughs> I mean, what um, is it like it, to get art hard, spaces? Yes. I mean, is it easy to... It's so expensive to rent art spaces, I can imagine. Yes, the space, the material. Also, mostly it's the people. Like, to earn people's trust or earn a gallery's trust or earn a client's trust is hard because Hong Kong don't really have an art education background for most of the people. They cannot tell what is good or bad. Mm. They just know, oh, this... Is popular or not? Um, they don't really read your art seriously. And for example, my art show—they always think, "Oh, it's just a commercial practice." They never know. You put so much soul into it; it's not just a dollar to dollar, you know. Yeah, I I, I can imagine because sometimes when I speak to artists in Hong Kong. Um, I'm like, are you an, I mean, they're, they're an artist, but they're also something else. They're also maybe a teacher or maybe they work at a restaurant right. and, and they're, right. they're doing something else to support it. So do you think exactly. in the dad, in, in the, in the end, your dad is right? Or is there really a, a, an opportunity to, for artists in Hong Kong? Um, in the end, what I learned is my dad pushed me to study well learn good English, get your degree first. Yes. And then I get the chance to practice my startup, do well in the commercial side. Then I got stable. Then I move on to pursue painting. Because painting, you can, can it's kind of self-express. You don't care what people think, but also you don't really make money out of it. Yeah. So my dad is kind of, in the end, is right. Set the priority for me. 
because we should talk about that you have a side you have a business as well with with chocolate rain i mean mm. it's so iconic um t- tell us a little bit more about the inspiration behind that and 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 it's just so popular it, it just people really love it <laughs> thank you um because it start off um after graduation i cannot get satisfied with a design work so in six to nine months right away after my graduation i start up a small company myself just do everything alone um then i start to learn to create an iconic uh, girl called fatina she has a face like a round little girl face with uh, what a mushroom hair because i grew up in stanley village everybody looked like this and she wear patchwork clothes like when i was a kid because she loves to enjoy the nature and she loves sewing just like me back then then this little girl started picking up as an ip ip is like you take royalty for a character you design and put into many crossover projects on different commercial brands and step by step it become a little success i want to say it's a big success because it took me 10 years to get the first big exhibition in Times Square. So it take really long wow. time to get people to accept my design and start to uh, have projects with me. It's so humbling and, and you're so humble, Prudence. I mean, it took me 10 <laughs> years to get to Times Square, but now your chocolate rain design is really all over the world uh, in, in Paris, in New York, London, Tokyo, Madrid. Um, you can even find it in the British Museum, the Tate Gallery. Um, so really, th- this is an amazing achievement. So finally, what message do you have for young artists as uh, uh, um, aspiring artists in Hong Kong who want to be who want to love art and make art like you? Right. Um, first, have to uh, secure your job, like a design job or teaching job, whatever it is, give you food and rent. Then after, after work, I, I think that's what I do. After 6.30, start the painting or art practice. That is out of your own imagination. That's fine. Then balance between your uh, income and balance your dream. Then you don't feel pressure if your painting's not selling in like 10 years or 20 years. You don't feel it's a burden or stress. You still enjoy it as like a dream. Exactly. No, that is very wise advice because you really have to secure <laughs> your, your basic human needs, food, shelter, before you can yeah, dream. Yeah, because those. if you're frustrated, then your art will never come good. Exactly. Oh, Prudence, it's so lovely to catch up with you. Tell us, how can our listeners go to your exhibition? When does it open? And where can we find out more about you and your art? Thank you so much. Um, from the 1st of July to 14. Of July, you can come to the vessel. It's in the Hoi Ban Do, Kun Tong. And it's a really nice place. And there's V Gallery. Um, I'll be there every Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And normal day, we open at 12 to 8 o'clock in the night. Excellent. And how can we find out more about you? Are you on social media? How can we follow you there? Oh, thank you. Thank you. For the IG, is Chocolate Ring 3000. For the Facebook, is chocolate rain. So Excellent. check it out. 
excellent. Thank you so much, Prudence Mac. Wish you the best of luck for your wonderful 20-year art pursuit, your latest exhibition, Growing Up in a Heartbeat. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye.